Last year, I had the chance to read this book. It's called The Fulfillment of All Desire by Ralph Martin. It's a great book. You should read it once and then a second time. Those books you need to read many times. It's, it's a book that shows the different stages of the spiritual journey through the wisdom of the saints, especially the doctors of the church that spoke about the spiritual life. In the first chapter, Ralph Martin describes two types of conversion. The first conversion is like the St. Augustine conversion or the St. Paul conversion. It's what we could call conversion, conversion. It's the change from life of sin, away from God, really against God, coming back to faith. It's kind of those more spectacular conversions. And it's what we usually understand by the word conversion. But also, in this first chapter, Ralph Martin speaks of a second type of conversion that is a little more subtle. We could call it spiritual awakening, or some people call it reversion. It's a conversion not conversion, but conversion awakening. I don't know if that is more confusing. It's like the conversion, for example, of St. Teresa of Avila, who was in the church, who was praying. She was a nun in, in Spain, and when she was 40, she had a spiritual awakening. So the spiritual awakening is also a way of going deeper. Maybe not from a life of not going to church, but from a life of coming to church, but all of a sudden taking off in your spiritual life. All of a sudden shifting gears. All of a sudden triggering uh, an ongoing process of spiritual growth in your life. And I see this all, all the time the conversion, conversion, but also many spiritual awakenings. And Advent should be a time to, in a sense, um, shift gears in spiritual life. It has an aspect of conversion. It has an aspect of penitence. If you think we don't sing the Gloria and the color is almost the same as the one of Lent, so in Advent, we, on one side, we have watchfulness, we long for the coming of Christ. But on the other side, also, we prepare our hearts through this penitential aspect of conversion. And today, John the Baptist, in a sense, is, is the figure of repentance. And it's a figure that reminds us of this call to, to awaken spiritually. He says, I baptize with water, but someone mightier than I is coming. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So you think you're doing well? Well, something greater can come in your spiritual life. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And then he says, prepare the way of the Lord. So the Lord is coming, but you need to prepare his way for you to receive him. And this is the key of 
either conversion, conversion, or spiritual awakening. God can do a lot. He can have all the initiative he wants, and he can, and he will. But we need to do our part. If you see every person that experienced either the first type of conversion or a spiritual awakening, always there is one common element. There is a decision in the heart. There is intentionality. The human freedom chooses God in a new way. They abandon sin and they choose God in a new way. Think of the prophet Isaiah. Make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. Basically, he's saying, God is coming. Make a highway so he can reach you. Every valley shall be filled. Every mountain shall be made low. So what is missing may be filled. What is in excess should be reduced. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. When you do that, then you will experience the presence of God in a new way. This is always a dynamic of spiritual growth. Any spiritual growth, any experience of conversion is the, the consequence or the product of divine and human synergies. God does his part, but we need to do our part. It's like dancing tango, if you're from Argentina, or country dance, like if you're from the US, like one has the initiative, the other one follows. One leads, but the other one has to follow. In spiritual life, God always is leading us. He has the initiative, but we have to follow. So that's why many times we don't take off spiritually. Because deep inside, there's something we're still not giving to him. Ralph Martin speaks of three main blockages or three main obstacles that maybe we place to the life of grace in us. Three things that maybe could be the, the cause, the reason why we don't experience spiritual awakening. The first one is bondage to sin or attachment to sin. Many times we don't grow spiritually. Many times we cannot experience what John the Baptist calls the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the unleashing of the graces of baptism in your soul. Because our will is enslaved. Our will is under bondage. Augustine, when he speaks before his conversion, conversion, he says, the enemy had a grip on my will and so made a chain for me to hold me a prisoner. The enemy had a grip on my will. He was enslaved to the sin of lust. And then he hears this voice, totally legged, take and read. He goes to the garden, opens Romans 13. He reads Romans 13 that says, no longer um, get drunk, no longer go into indecent things. Put on the Lord Jesus. And make no provision for the flesh. And then he says, I neither wished nor needed to read further. At once with these words, I felt like a relief 
from all anxiety, and peace flooded my soul. So as soon as he gives up that sin, as soon as his will surrenders, he experiences flooding of the presence of God into himself. So maybe the first question in this Advent is, is there any strong attachment in my soul? Any bondage that is keeping me from taking off? Think of your soul like a bird. This is St. Francis de Sales. And if the bird wants to fly, but there's a string or there's a chain, the bird cannot fly. So maybe the Lord wants you to fly like a bird, but you're attached to something, to someone, to projects, to activities that are against the will of God. And you're in bondage. The enemy has a grip, has a grip on your will. And that's why we need to repent, renounce to it, says John the Baptist. And then the consolation of the Spirit comes. The second maybe cause for non-spiritual awakeness is to be negligent or careless in spiritual practices. Sometimes we don't grow spiritually because we don't do the spiritual practices with devotion. Maybe we pray, but we go through the motions. Maybe we give time to the Lord, but we give the leftovers. Maybe we follow the rules, but there's no love in them. Think that you're in, in a room with someone you love. Like, if you are with them and they are distracted, like with the computer or with the phone, there's no possibility of deeper dialogue. So the same with the Lord. He's real. He wants to be our friend. He wants to go into deeper intimacy with us. He wants to share his life with us, his secrets with us. So we need to be attentive when we pray. And this was the problem of Teresa of Avila. She would pray, but she was filled with distractions. Till she made this decision, this resolution for holiness. And that's when the power of the Holy Spirit took over her soul. And she became a mystic. Do you believe that? Do you believe you can go deeper? You can fly higher. You can pray better. God wants to give you the grace. But we need to give our part. And the last reason maybe why we don't grow spiritually is because of our lack of docility. What does lack of docility mean? To be docile means to follow. So many times the Lord is inviting us to go deeper. He's saying, come, follow me. He's inviting us to a deeper trust, a deeper generosity, deeper simplicity. He's inviting us into new directions in our spiritual life or in our life. The Holy Spirit is prompting us to go to one direction or the other, but we don't want to follow. We're too kind of complacent where we are at. We're afraid of moving forward. And we don't want to go deeper 
as Jesus invited Peter, go into the deep, looking alto. And when that happens, the Lord lives. The Lord walks away from the soul and lives the soul in his or her own strength. And we don't experience that baptism of the Holy Spirit that John the Baptist is speaking about. And that's why the example of Mary, the Immaculate Conception, is so beautiful. She always said yes to the next invitation the Lord was proposing. In Nazareth, come, fiat, she said. And then she goes to Elizabeth. And then her whole life was a small yes after a small yes after a small yes. And that leads you to glory. Always you need to say yes to the invitations of the divine friend, the resurrected friend who loves you, who wants you to grow, who wants you to give you his benefits. But we need to have that courage to say yes, that docility. So let us pray for that grace in this Advent. That when Christmas comes, we may be ready with a heart that is pure, a heart that is clean, a heart that is longing, a heart that is repented, a heart that is on fire. But that's why we have Advent, to prepare, to pray better, maybe not to pray more, to pray better, to be docile, to ask in the silence of your conscience, what are the things, big or small, that are holding me back from a deeper relationship with the Lord.